is out of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ and not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, and though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God bless the reading of his word. Thank you. You may be seated. So is everyone worn out? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, though, isn't it? Oh. Come on. <clears throat> this is probably, this passage out of 2 Corinthians is probably between this week and next week, probably going to be the most, if not uh, probably the most preached passage in, in every church across America. All things are gone, the new has come. A little bit of what we're going to be talking about today is, is going to be talking a little bit about vision. We're going to be talking a little bit about preparing for the new. and What does that look like and what does that mean? So have you ever been reading a scripture and all of a sudden all of this meaning starts pouring out of this one scripture and it just kind of consumes you okay just so you know that just happened to me so and reading this passage oftentimes we focus on uh, verse 17 which talks about therefore if anyone is is in christ then they are a new creation the old has passed the new has come verse 16 let me read that for you. So from now on, we, reg we regard no one from a worldly point of view. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. That's vision. You see what I'm saying? That's vision. We regard no one from a worldly point of view. 
Because, see, we're not, in the, we're not of the world any longer. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. But we need to be seeing everyone not from a worldly point of view, but from a spiritual point of view. That's what Paul's saying there. That's vision. So when we talk about things that are up and coming and the vision for 2020 and that 2020 is actually good vision and I don't have it because I have glasses on. <coughs> but vision, what's our vision for 2020? And it's, honestly, that's, that's the wrong question according to verse 16. The right question is this. What's God's vision for us for 2020? That's what we need to see. That's what we need to understand. We're at a point now that the new year is beginning, and we can start making our list of, of New Year's resolutions, right? All these different things. Well, I'd like to get this accomplished. I'd like to do this, and I'd like to do that. Wrong view. What does God want you to accomplish this year? What does God want to do with you this year? Now, the interesting thing is, is that some of the things of what God would want you to do or you want you to accomplish this year could be something physical. Because as we've talked about before, that which is physical connects into that which is spiritual, right? We've talked about this. We've talked about even in creation how God is a spirit and he spoke and he spoke something from a spiritual standpoint because he is spirit and the physical came into being. God who is spiritual spoke this world into existence. He spoke the light. He spoke the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, the planets, the plants, the animals, us, into existence. So as God is drawing us into himself, and just like John was telling us that God is in pursuit of us, God will do that from having us do something physical to draw us into something spiritual. You see what I'm saying? So yes, do I need to get fit? Do I need to drop a few pounds? Absolutely. What that does for me is it prepares me to be able to run and do all of what God wants me to accomplish. Make sense? Because see, if I'm not eating the way I should, then you know what? My brain starts fogging up. My family can testify. It's true. But if I'm eating the way that I should, if I'm exercising, then you know what? My mind is sharp. It can be more used by what God wants to accomplish in me and through me. Paul talks about in this passage that we are called to be ambassadors for Christ. So though my vision that God has given me for me to get more fit in 2020, it is so that I can be an ambassador, a more effective ambassador for Christ spiritually. So see, my New Year's resolutions don't need to be, well, so what does Ian want to accomplish? My New Year's resolution needs to be, how can I be obedient to what God wants me to accomplish? And what is that? That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about preparing for the new. And in a little bit, we'll talk about how to do that, but preparing for the new. Do we have, I know we have tons of teachers in here, way more than make me feel safe, but 
Does anybody teach English, have a degree in English? Oh, rats. <laughs> I'm kidding. Keep me honest, Erica. Um, prefix. This, I, I, this is going to be simple for you, but this was astounding for me. A prefix. Prefix is a word, number, or a letter that is placed before another. It is something that is placed at the beginning to introduce something or to change the meaning of. Um, by the time we finish today, and as you move through your week, you will be hearing things differently. Now, that'll all make sense when we get to the end. <clears throat> over the time that I have been here, and over these, this last like, year or so, there have been different words that we have used here in our church to describe what we have sensed, what we have seen is going on. It's also a, um, this prefix that I'm going to, to share with you is something that is, is used often in, in our spiritual and our Christian language. And it's the prefix of re, R-E. In our, in, our, in our spiritual talk, we talk about being redeemed. We, talked about, we talk about being reconciled. There's a lot of what I affectionately call re-words. There's a lot of re-words. There's things that we've talked about about our church corporately that we are rebuilding, that things are revived. Many have returned, and we've spent a lot of time more and more as our community has gathered, as our fellowship has grown, we have spent a lot of time rejoicing. True? Right? Okay. So that's happening corporately. Individually, I have heard these words. I feel reconnected. My heart has been revived. My relationship with God or others has been restored. Have you heard those words? Have you spoken those words? We've, we've spent a lot of time speaking re, a lot of re this, re that, return, restored, revived, rejoice, a lot of those. As we move into 2020, there's one word in particular, though, that has stood out to me and, and does stand out to me and is true more than I'm standing here, and it's this, renewed. Renewed renewal. There are those that is happening. We are being renewed. I am being renewed. Our church is being renewed. This town is being renewed. I had a chance to speak to a gentleman at one of our Christmas Eve services, and he came up, and we, as we were talking, he said, you know, I, I need to tell you something. There is more happiness in Bel Air this year than there was last year. Yes, there is. It's growing. It's, it's sprouting up through the ground. It's happening. But there's a renewal that is, is taking place. We've talked often that there's something coming. I've talked about it. There's something coming. There's something happening. We can sense it. We can feel it. We can't put our fingers on it. But God is doing something. And He's doing it with us. 
we get to be a part of what he's doing. But what he's doing is he's, he's bringing renewal. Now, I know that that's a broad word, and it's a huge paint stroke, but he's bringing renewal, and it's starting with us. So there's things that he's going to share with us, and he's going to place in our hearts that we might think is our own thoughts, but it's not. It's God setting the stage for himself through us. So this renewal is going to take place on several different levels. One is going to be your own body. One is going to be your soul and your spirit. Mentally, things are going to be renewed. Now, it's interesting. This word renewed, it's not talking about taking the past and bringing it to today. We're not looking to go to a former glory. That's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about new. You see, when God's talking about new, he's not repackaging the old. He's talking about new. Something that you've never experienced before. Something that you don't know. It's new. It's not living in the remembrance of the old. Were there some good days in the old? Absolutely. Did you have a good time? Ah, yes, we did. It was wonderful. But see, God wants to do something new. So it's not, I, it's not about Ian getting back to the weight that he was in high school. Been there, done that. Wasn't that fun. I'm looking for something new. I'm not looking for my 80s hairstyle. Been there, done that. <laughs> Didn't go so well then. <laughs> so can't expect it to go well today. But I'm looking for the new. I want to be renewed. I want to be renewed. And renewal, that renewal means to see things differently. To be different. To experience things that I haven't experienced before. And God being unlimited in all of who He is, all of His love, all of His power, all of His might, means that I don't need to trap Him in my box of the past. There's something greater. There's something that's more fun. There's something that I could never imagine that I get to be a part of and want to be a part of. But see, to get to that renewal point, there's things that God's going to share with us. He's going to talk to us about shifts and changes and all that need to happen in our own personal lives. It might be the way you think. It might be the way you act. It might be the way you react. It might be what you eat. But it's our job to listen and to understand. So how do we prepare for this newness? Number one, here's another reword. Repent. Clean your slate. It never hurts to clean the slate, clean the filters. Start fresh. If there's something that God brings to your heart or to your mind that, that maybe you've said, someone that you maybe have offended, clean the slate. Repent of those things. You see, what we're doing at this point is that we're making sure that our communication between us and the Lord is open, completely open. 
we can look at that same with one another. Maybe there's been a situation that you've had with a longtime friend, something that maybe you've said, something that maybe that they've said, something that you've done. And then when you go into the room and you see them, the first thing on your mind is like, oh, man, you know, I shouldn't have said that. But to restore, another reword, the relationship with that person, clean it, repent, clean the slate, get the line of communication open. That's the first thing. The second thing is listen, just listen. It can, it's not an audible, doesn't have to be, can be, because God can do anything, but an audible voice, but it can be situations and circumstances that you're seeing in your life. That is, you know what, I really should do this. I really should not react this way any longer. You know, I've really hurt people by doing a certain thing. Look and understand and get the pulse of your surroundings. The things that God is speaking to your heart, the situations that you walk into, and understand what God is saying and address them. Now see, you're at a perfect place to do that because you just cleaned your slate. And now God is saying, okay, Ian, I want you to do this. I want you to, to change your diet. I want you to react differently. I want you to change your facial expressions when people are talking to you. Because sometimes for me, I'm thinking about three million things. Somebody comes up to talk to me about something that they are concerned about. And I am concentrating on what they're saying to me. So do you know what I do? So that I can concentrate harder, I put my eyebrows down and I'm looking right at them. Because I need to block everything out that's swirling around inside my head and around me. And they look at me and they go, are you upset at me? <laughs> no, why? So it's one of those things that I'm gonna, I have to back this up and I have to go, <laughs> not that I'm thinking about a million things already, but I'm thinking about, oh, smile. <laughs> then it gets cheesy. Yeah, how can I help you? Then it's like, you know, you all weird me out. But it's really, it's one of those things that if that's what I need to work on, then that's what I need to work on. Because you know why? God wants me to work on that. And I can do that because I have a clean slate with him. And he's not just going, okay, Ian, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. I want you to do this. There you go. Come back and see me in a week. Oftentimes, we take those responsibilities onto ourselves. And that's not at all what God's saying. He's going, okay, Ian, I want us to work on this. I want us to work on this. So how about me and you, we work on this together so that you can be the ambassador that I've called you to be. To the people I've put around you. So it's cleaning our slate. It's the repentance. It's the listening. It's the obeying. It's the follow-through. And in that, realize you're not doing it on your own. So as we prepare for the new that God wants to bring in 2020, 
I want you guys to listen to the conversations that go on around you. I want you to pick up on the things that you're reading and pick up the re-words. Because re means to again, to do again. God's going to do something new again. It's our time of renewal. It's our time of renewal. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about vision and what that renewal means and what that renewal means for our church, what it means for us individually, what it means for our community, what it means for our region. Because it's some of what God is pulling all together in, in 2020 for here. I can tell you this, when we come together at Christmas time of 2020, this place will not be the same. It will not be the same. There are going to be more things taking place. We are going to see God in action more tangibly than we ever have before. That's why this is important. That's why it's important now to clean your slate. That's why it's important now to listen and understand God's renewal. Where is He taking us that is new? You see, we've been through a year of the abnormal, have we not? So we're kind of used to the abnormal. To us, the abnormal is normal. We are perfectly positioned to move into the new. Not the old, repackaged into the glory days of today. And man, I wish it was like whatever year, pick. I wish when we had X number of members. I wish when we had this. I wish when we had that. Those days were good. Yes, they were good. But you know what? God wants to do something new. New. It's like, when's the last time that your Christmas Eve service had over 700 views on Facebook? God is doing something new. It's not in a way that we may picture or that we may understand, but it's new, it's different. And God is blessing and he's giving us a platform to show himself that way. But we have to be ready. That means our hearts need to be positioned to hear and to listen. We've all been in a situation when my heart is not ready to listen. Somebody may have something that they want to tell me. They may want to have a serious conversation. And if it's been said to me once, it's been said to me a thousand times. You know, Ian, can you ever be serious? I love to laugh. I love to have a good time. It's something I've had to learn to harness. But I have to be ready to listen. And when God speaks and when he's showing us things, our hearts need to be ready to listen. They need to be receptive to what God is saying and sharing. That gives us the confidence to be obedient to do what he's sharing with us to do or to become. Church, we are in a wonderful, amazing position to be used further and more than we would ever, ever imagine. And we're moving in to 2020 in first gear. When January hits, we're going to go from second, first to second gear. And when March hits, we're going from second to third. Things are going to happen, and it's going to happen quickly. Not chaotically, 
but quickly. And we get to be a part of what he's doing. So church, God is bringing a renewal to each one of us individually, which is going to flow into our corporate body and is going to continue to move outside of these four walls. But we need to repent of those things. Clean your slate. Listen to what God is telling you. Allow your heart to be receptive. And then do. And then do. Like I said, next week we're going to talk a little bit more about it and get into some more detail and into some more specifics. I believe that God is pleased with our church. I believe that God is pleased with our church. He has shared a lot of things in a short amount of time. But do you feel yourselves moving closer and closer to what God is designed and has created us to do? Because we are. We are. I just want to encourage you. It's been a wonderful year, 2019. Just been a wonderful year. God is thrilled with what's going on. But we have more to come and we have work to do. So, change your facial expressions. Put a smile on. Let's do this. Because we get to. Father, Lord God, you've blessed us beyond measure. We are thankful so much for your loving kindness towards us. God, thank you for trusting us. Thank you for trusting us with that, those things that are so close to your heart. That you would look down in this town and choose those who have surrendered their lives to you. Father, in all of our churches that are represented in Bel Air, Father, so many wonderful, wonderful people, so many sons and daughters, and Father, you're bringing them all together for a great and mighty work so that people will know you So that people will know you. Father, we just, we pray that you give us the strength to continue to do what you've called us to do. That we can cast continually our cares upon you. Father, our questions, our concerns, our fears, our worries, and, and Father, our frustrations. That God, you hear them, that you walk us through those things. Father, you have blessed us. May we continually pass your blessing along to others in Jesus' name. Amen.